everybody to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. How you doing, big man? I'm doing okay. Yeah. I'm struggling a little bit after last night. Okay. Hanging out at the Legion last night. Another another heavy Legion night. Yeah. It's well, sucking you in. Yeah, I, I don't know that it was that heavy. I think I'm just getting older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that kind of ties into everything. Yeah, just hanging out with some friends at the Legion. I didn't even uh, have to do anything big, which I I didn't, but I still took a uh, powerful hour and a half nap today. And when I woke up, I realized so did uh, San Diego. The Chargers. Oh, took boy, that. did they ever. <laughs> Man, that thing was over by about eh, early second quarter, I think. is When I was drifting off, they still had a chance. And then, no, not, not so much anymore by the time I woke up. I did go vanity shopping today. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, vanity shopping's great. I w- the wife. Shopping for anything's great. Yeah, it was wife. it was pretty torturous, uh, but I did get flagged for targeting essentially, so I think I'm suspended for the next shopping adventure, which is great. I said I liked this butcher block countertop, and I just like everyone in the store just shamed me. <laughs> I felt like I was getting ejected from a game for targeting. Is it? <laughs> Wait, what? So it's a vanity for a bathroom. Obviously. Well, so it's a, but this was just an off the cuff remark that I made about something we there's weren't even shopping. There's for. something. Women hate about butcher block. I believe this is a conspiracy theory now that I'm working hmm. on because I, I, <laughs> dude, I had the exact same interaction. Really? I don't know, three years ago or something like that, when we were re going through the kitchen, and basically the reaction I got was that it was a porous material and it was just gonna sure. suck in All every germs, germ and yeah. everything. You would walk by it, probably die of Ebola within minutes. That type of deal. And I wasn't even suggesting we buy it. All I said just was, hey, that's pretty cool. Okay. Oh, my Lord. Big mistake. Well, you'll you'll know better next time yeah. before you make such a stupid statement. But thankfully, I'm ejected for the first half of next game. So, All right. So, um, yeah, we the, the outline for today's podcast, pretty simple. We're going to – I know we're slow to the game, but we're going to talk about uh, the national championship game, maybe even a little bit more with the uh, – the fallout. I don't know if that's the best way of putting it, but just some of the comments and 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 reactions I've seen from from Twitter, and and then we'll go into after that all pretty much all fourteen teams, I believe. Yeah, w- in a mega housekeeping. Yeah, we'll do a mega housekeeping, brief um, housekeeping on each team. We'll we'll cover everyone in the conference. Get you up to speed. Yeah. All right. So first thing into the college football playoff national championship. Wow, Clemson. 44 Bama 14 um hmm. I very much enjoyed watching that game. well I so first of all I, I like to reiterate that I'm not anti-Bama I, I am am anti-SEC but I actually like Bama I have nothing against him I, I didn't have a dog in this hunt right but I loved just the the SEC being put in their place it was just awesome. I mean, they really don't have much of a leg to stand on Nothing. after that because right. even if their bowl record is just okay like it has been for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. they still point and thump their chest to winning the national championship, which I usually uh, thump right back. Your conference ain't winning these championships. It's been Bama right. for the last decade. Now when you pull that out of the equation, they don't even have that to look and, at anymore. And by the SEC's own rules, the ACC is now the best conference in college football. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Funny how you don't see that getting no, played out. Not um, my joke that I put out as I was probably mid-fourth quarter as Clemson was obviously going to to walk away with it, I'm like, uh, SEC fans 
taking Clemson into their conference yes, as a pseudo member in five, four, three, because they've done that in the past. They basically will say, you know, Clemson's basically an SEC team. Well, ESPN has done that specifically. Yes, ESPN right. wrote an article about uh, it must have been the first. I think it was the first time that Clemson and Bama played in the championship. Okay, it was before the championship game. And I wish I remember who wrote this article said, if Clemson wins, it's a de facto SEC championship. Insane. That's insane. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I was going to hit this a little bit later, but it just fits in perfectly. Um, you can, you, I don't know, but you, you can replay satellite radio, like comments yeah. that are made sometimes. So I actually replayed this to write this down. This was Trevor Maddich. You know, Trevor. Yeah, Maddich, I know Trevor. Yeah. Gigantic bucket head. Yeah. You know, kind of whatever it works yeah. for ESPN. So he was on ESPN radio. He got interviewed Tuesday or Wednesday <laughs> after the game. His comment was, uh, Clemson's win signifies that the gap between Clemson and the ACC has grown, but it shows the gap between S- the Alabama and the SEC has significantly shrunk. Okay, I'm not even sure what he's... what 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 could how could you possibly come to that conclusion just because Bama got killed. Is basically well, I mean, what he was Bama saying. Bama showed they were clearly head and shoulders above the rest of the SEC Thank this you. year. Thank you. I mean, except for how, how two does, quarters against Georgia. Right. How how does that change? It doesn't change anything. Nobody but, was saying that the gap between Alabama <laughs> and the rest of the SEC strange. had shrunk before the college football championship. They get paddled, and now suddenly the SEC is caught up with Bama. Yeah, it's weird. And I would that, even go odd. so far as to say and and, and – and slap me if I even remotely sound like an Alabama apologist. Mm-hmm. But I'm shocked at how much response. And I'm not just talking Twitter, uh-huh. because that's Twitter. Talking heads on the radio talking about, okay, is this kind of the end of the Bama Saban run? Well, I don't know it's the end of the run, but I mean, I think you clearly have to give Clemson like the, the crown. like they're, they're the leader. They're the one to beat now, right? Everyone's chasing Clemson, not Bama now. Um, I believe we're st- the, the only thing that's it, – it, it was Clemson and Alabama on a level all by themselves going into the championship game. They were. Game. They, they are. still those two after the championship game. The only thing I will say is I can't tell the difference between either one of them now. But, again, they're head and shoulders above everybody else in well, they college are. football. Yeah. I mean, one one blowout game doesn't, doesn't wipe away all of that. It is just one game. And who knows if they played again, maybe Alabama could win. I mean, I, I will say it was decisive. It was decisive. Yeah, it was. It was a butt kicking. Um, I have never. When, when's the last time you have seen an Alabama defense looking around clueless? The Utah game in what two thousand eight? <laughs> okay, when you know, two two jokes. I mean, with that game. You, you could make a plausible argument that Alabama had almost zero interest in being yeah, they clearly in weren't. that game. Yeah. And then, of course, the joke was, who would have, after this game, a lot of uh, anti-SEC people saying, well, who would have thought a, a bowl game that the SEC decided they didn't want to play in was the college football <laughs> right. playoff? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what, one thing I would say is that, I mean, first of all, the, I tweeted out before the game, um, I, I, I was ready to put money on Clemson. On the money line, okay, it was it was five and a half points, hundred bucks would have won you like one seventy. Mm. Stopped it because of a different podcast I listened to when this guy uh, rant and raved about how bad Clemson's offensive line was mm. and how that matchup scared him away, and okay. then he picked Bama. So I didn't put any money on it and just cheered for Clemson because right. I'm done with the SEC, sure. you know. 
Um, yeah, so anyways, cost me money because obviously that was a big win. But what I tweeted out beforehand was I just think there's too much pressure on Trevor Lawrence sure, to have to basically win this game himself and, as a freshman. I and think he did I, it. Dude. He's awesome. <laughs> he's, he's incredible. Like, I am not – I don't believe I, I am suspect to hyperbola when it comes to, like, going nuts on somebody right after a good performance or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks okay. of, the, of our genera- or this generation. So here it is. Here's He's the example now. Why play another snap in college? He has nothing to gain. Well, and, and he will be the number one overall draft pick. No matter what he, he does. Right I mean, now, that yeah. was what I – either I texted to you or I tweeted yeah, you, it out. I, I think care. you – yeah. I th- well, but you, basically said, you know, breaking news, Trevor Lawrence will forego – the next two years mm-hmm. of college and enter the 2021 but draft. But seriously, what's he playing for? He honestly, he honestly could do that. Right yeah. Now. And he was I know. still get drafted. And it's just a – I think it's wrong that they can't get drafted at his age. It'll get changed someday. I think it has to. It probably I think we're getting won. really close to that. But anyways, long story short, uh, bravo, uh, Dabo, Clemson, you whooped them. Okay, what would you think of the – Oh, we're just little old clamps. Yeah. Give me a break. You've got the best facilities in the country. I like Dabo, but I thought that was stupid. Yeah, and you're like right in a recruiting hotbed. I mean, how many miles are they from Atlanta? It's not that far. It's it's probably the hottest recruiting area in the country right now. I think. Just little old clamps. I am really trying to play psychologist here, but this is what I think. I think he really meant little old Dabo, which there is a lot of backing with that, but it's pretty egotistical, egotistical to say. To just make it all sound like Dabo, so he kind of like turned it into a Clemson thing. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. like it. Okay. By the way, Hunter Renfro looks like he's thirty-four years old. <laughs> what was there was a picture with he was probably with like his aunt and his dad okay. or something like that, and he was holding up kids, and it was like <laughs> <laughs> Dabo takes picture with uh, uh, kids and grandkids after the game to celebrate his second national championship. Yeah, Hunter, and it's not like a it's not a a good thirty-four. You know, it's he like old. It, it, it's like a 34 where you've been hanging out with Big Kurt at the Legion too much, <laughs> you know? Well, he has been playing for 17 years, so. Yeah. But caught a lot of balls, got two rings. Good for that guy. Yeah, what a career. Probably coming to a New England Patriot. Yeah, uh, definitely. Roster near you. All right, so. Oh, one more thing. Okay. What about that fake field goal? What, what is happening yeah. to these coaches in these <laughs> big games? I don't know. Come you on. Could, you could see that one coming from a mile away. Oh, Lord. And then they needed... I think it was the holder to block. Yes. <laughs> and he's looking around like, I don't want to block anybody. <laughs> he he's got like, tossed. <laughs> he got tossed to the side like when I was eight and my brother was yeah. 16. <laughs> and, and I like had to attack him with a pillow yeah. like, or a pillow fight. Third string quarterback, lead blocker. Good idea. <laughs> uh, it, like this is happening in all yeah. these big games. Now. Know. What is wrong with these coaches? People have gone crazy. Yeah. Lost a damn mind. <laughs> All right, so that gets us that, that 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 effectively puts a bow on all things that are live college football. Sadly, for yeah. several several months, um, basically that nine months will get us into a a just a smorgasbord of housekeeping items. We fully admit that we're going to leave some off. I'm sure I we'll miss. I don't some. know how it's humanly possible to keep track of all of these that are going. On. And, and I want to preface this by saying, Big Ten college football in general. I don't know if it's just because I'm more dug into Twitter now than I ever have been, but there, there is a lot going on right now co- compared to any time. The amount of transfers, guys leaving early for the NFL, coaching the, changes. The, the, I mean, it never is never seen anything it's like this. Ne- yeah, I, it seems it's a 
tsunami. It's a tsunami of, of changes in in college football. Tsunami. But it's, I think it's especially these uh, transfers. They, you know, they NCAA seems to be kind of loosening up their their grip on on, on the the idea of, of transfers. I gotta think like when you first More heard that it was out. possible. Uh, a lot of coaches, a lot of media members were saying, this is good. This is good for the athlete. I'm thinking right now everybody's looking around saying, oh, what did we well, create? I, th- I think the one thing that people forget, like everyone's like, oh, you know, as long as it's good for the kids, I'm in favor of it. But you, the, the reason all of this is happening is because of the fans. you got to think of the fans, too. Like we shouldn't be left out of that equation. That's a good point. You know, that's a really good point. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not against transfers. I'm not even against necessarily them playing right away in some situations. But I think there has to be something to kind of temper the number of transfers. There's got to be some kind of consequence. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Maybe it would be no matter what, you have to sit out yeah. a year. Um, and that's what it was I, forever. I, and, and back to your original point, like, you know, bringing up the fans part is really good. I would even go back to the actual student athletes themselves. Let's be honest. These are still 19, 20, 21, and 22 yeah. year old young people that are making these decisions. My guess is that there's no way to quantify this. Okay. I can't actually, you know, do a study on this, but my guess is 70% of them, had they stayed in the spot they were at, mm-hmm. Would have been just as happy, if not yeah. happier, if they stayed. But there's no way to ever know that if kids no. can just transfer willy nilly. Right. Yeah. That's so, too bad. All right. We're going to break this down by division. We're going to start in the West. We'll go alf- alphabetical. So we'll start with Illinois. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping. Still has two defensive spots open for coaches. You realize that? So, so they, they, they lost their cornerback coach right before the season. And so they they, I just like Hardy to preface this by. Big Ten West alphabetical order <laughs> starts out with Illinois and Iowa for for Big Kurt and Jeffrey the Great. That's true. That's yeah, okay. That's hey, a good point. Can't change the alphabet. No, we can't. So still got two spots open. And boy, are Illinois fans getting restless. I mean, Lovey's going to do what he's going to do when he's going to do it. But everyone wishes that he had already hired. He he was just at the coaches convention last week, and no, I know he this wanted is, to. Yeah, they. You don't make the moves right now. There are certain things no, you, like that. That's, but I do expect him to do something this month. Um, but the positive side is, and I'm sure you got some written down, transfers and recruits, you guys. Yeah, so on the positive side, they did land A.D. Miller, transfer wide receiver from Oklahoma. Not terribly productive. I think he only had 21 receptions in two years, but he was a, a solid three-star recruit. He actually committed to Illinois originally out of high school and then flipped to Oklahoma, and now he's back at Illinois. I feel it, like we could just – Put that recording on a soundboard yeah, and right. just and just hit it, yeah. so you don't have to say it all the time. Okay, I'm glad that you realized that too. That's not it's not just me. So Luke Ford, this is a big one. Yeah. Tight end from Georgia transfers to Illinois. Uh, he will be filing a waiver to play right away. I don't imagine that's going to happen. He's he's got a sick grandfather. He's going to use as his his reason for wanting to be closer to home. He's from Carterville, Illinois, which is oh, about a three hour drive south of Champaign. Now this is the dramatic one. Uh, Jeff Thomas, the wide receiver, which we've talked about before, yes, we have. left Miami and transferred, committed to Illinois. Now, I found this out. I didn't realize this. When a transfer commits, they do not sign a letter of intent. Okay. So there is nothing binding them to actually going to that university. They do sign papers of uh, financial aid, but that only binds the university to them, not vice versa. Okay. So now this is the most Illinois thing that's ever happened. Uh, Mark Richt retires. So then Manny Diaz comes, you know, he, he was at Miami before, went to Temple. Now he's back. He 
basically put it to a vote. Should we bring Jeff Thomas back? And I guess all the players wanted Jeff Thomas back. So now it looks like he may go back. Stay at, at Miami. Yeah. So we'll. So <laughs> go ahead. You have an ability to. It's it's like a, we were just talking sci-fi movies before. It's it's like being beamed down to the surface of a planet and back with the transfer portal. You can you can beam through it and you can beam back through it too. Yeah. Apparently, it's, it's, I thought once you got beamed through, you were done. No, it's multi-directional. Wow. Apparently, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, keep your eye on that one. I think we actually may know something as early as tomorrow, which will okay. be the fourteenth, Monday okay. the fourteenth. Um, good news though, Under Armour All American Game. Shimon Cooper, four-star linebacker, commits to Illinois on national TV. Crazy. So those are the those are the developments. With, with overall the good. Illini. Overall good. Overall positives, yep. yep. All right, moving on to Iowa. Noah Fant, Amani Hooker, Anthony Nelson, all declaring for the NFL draft early. We don't know about TJ Hawkinson yet. I literally uh, refreshed Twitter as you were talking. Okay, just to check. <laughs> just to see if there's anything on there yet. I'm I'm still, if I had to you know, put my next paycheck down on it, I would say he's gone. Um, really? Yeah, and, okay. I mean, in... So we are recording this. This is it is five thirty eight p.m. on Sunday the thirteenth. This is so we're down to six and a half hours of time before anybody that's going to to declare has to declare. Otherwise, they're they're back in school. Okay, my question: If they okay. declare, who knows that, and do they make it public? I yes, guess. there's. I believe that there are papers that need to be signed or something like that. So some some official. reporter would know about it. Some yeah. Iowa reporter, at the very least, would know and and make it public. And nothing has been made public yet. And then one thing I would say that that um, makes me confident is this would be the Iowa Ference way of TJ Hawkinson coming back, where they just don't even make yeah. that much of a Nobody announcement. Yeah. N- nothing. All of a sudden, it's just like, no, it's coming past. He's with the team. I was uh, as far as the 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 guys gone. I mean, we all knew Fant was gone before the year even ended. Sure. Um, the Hawkinson phenomena started halfway through the season. I mean, he was right. still, you know. Um, and then the more I've thought about it, Amani Hooker does make sense. I I, I get it. Um, Anthony Nelson blows my mind. And uh, very I... good, very productive defensive yeah. end. Don't get me wrong. I still look at the unbelievable amount of talent that's coming into this draft for both D-tackle and defensive end. Okay. And I'm just wondering where he's going to wind yeah. up. Sure, Seems that's like fair. A, um, but yeah, overall, there's never any changes in the Iowa staff. It's all been about players. The one thing I would like to point out is uh, you have to have good players to have players go early. So it's yeah. obviously a sign like we, that we've known that the staff knows how to develop talent. Oh, for sure. But that's those three players are a big blow. If I had to put my money on it at this point, I think Hawkinson's staying. If okay. we haven't, heard you can about say it. that because you don't have the, you know. You can't affect the karma of the situation because you're not an actual Iowa fan. All right, moving on to Minnesota. Kirk Soraka, offensive coordinator, flirted with going to West Virginia, stays with the Gophers. That's great news for the Gophers. They also hire Jim Panagos for their defensive line coach to backfill for Joe Rossi. He was at Temple, and just, uh, I think it was today or yesterday, Randall Grimes, a wide receiver from USC, announced that he's transferring to the Gophers. So a... Four star he was across former, the board. He was a composite. Do you remember him? I do not remember him, but he was a composite four star guy. However, in two years, only recorded two receptions at USC. Yeah, so certainly don't want to, you know, if, if you're a Gopher fan, you're excited about not trying to put the governor on that. But I'm just kind of wondering is maybe there's you know a reason he transferred and hasn't been that productive at USC. Maybe he has turned out to not actually 
have the four star type of talent and work ethic. And well, yeah, I mean, you know, with transfers, the whole three star, four star it doesn't really matter. Like, what was he doing before he transferred? That's what really matters. So this is not a huge pickup for the Gophers, but uh, you know, they but are- a big receiver, six four. I don't yeah. think you can deny the talent and his comment. I understand the comment. His comment was basically, I want to go to a place that knows how to develop wide receivers and bolt boy has definitely he there's a lot that he can point to without a doubt i mean you can go back to western michigan yes same thing definitely i'm going back to western michigan and right now with the talent that minnesota because that's another thing you could have put on the housekeeping is all the guys from minnesota that didn't go pro with johnson coming back um so now they've got he uh uh the transfer he won't play next year but with tyler johnson being there rashad bateman being there Mm -hmm. next year once Johnson's gone, maybe this guy can step right in. I mean, it, it just seems to be, as we go through this, more talent, more good vibes going around the Big Ten West. Well, there's no doubt about it. The The Big Ten West just keeps getting better. And, you know, people still – like I even hear from Illinois fans who talk about how bad the Big Ten West is. The, the reason that that perception is out there is because they don't have an elite team. But from top to bottom, the Big Ten West is excellent. It's very yeah. It's it or at the very, very, very least, it's not nearly as friggin' bad as it's made out to be. No. And as Corey, uh, buddy on Twitter, Nebraska yeah. fan, I mean, he's pointed out correctly. Even the Big Ten Network dogs on the Big Ten West. Yeah, they do. You know, when they compare it to the Big Ten East. Why don't you guys take a frickin' break yeah. in saying that? It's stuff? weird. Speaking so, of Nebraska. Yeah, speaking of Nebraska, let's move on to them. Uh, I really don't have a lot of housekeeping, although Wandell Moore, the, the, the recruit in the Under Armour, I'm sorry, the Army All-American game, had a breakout game. He looks like he's going to be kind of a, uh, it's it's hard to throw uh, Rondo Moore out there, but kind of a Rondo Moore 2.0. Yeah, and I'm going to get their names screwed up for the next two years every single time. But I would say in this instance, as far as the housekeeping items, if you're a Nebraska fan, be happy that there isn't anything yeah. to report. You didn't right. lose any coaches. There's There's been nobody go through the, the portal, so... Yeah, Overall. no portal action there. Yeah. Um, I guess we could talk about Frosty the Coachman, maybe. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's moving, bad. It's moving, bad. <laughs> moving right along. Uh, Northwestern <laughs> hires uh, an analyst of theirs. They promoted offensive line coach. His name is Kurt Anderson. He had only been at Northwestern for one year, which is kind of surprising to yeah. me. He was at Arkansas before that. Uh, there were some rumors of Fitzy going to the NFL, which I never believed. Apparently, the Packers talked to him, but. Than his his uh, but I still think it's another you know addition by non subtraction yeah like yeah. another you know coach player whatever that flirted with leaving sure. in a state I mean that that just if you're losing guys or you're there's interest in in, in guys that means you're doing something right right, right? yep so um, that's all we got at Northwestern moving on to Purdue I mean I guess we never really I mentioned know. this but Tyler Trent did yep. unfortunately pass away yep. a few weeks ago. Um, Boy, what a heart wrenching thing! But uh, I'm just happy he got but, his Ohio State win. You know, you know, and and just you know the success and the notoriety. I mean, he was the one ESPN show that I kind of like. That I admit that I will tune in every okay. now and then is Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, um, he's pretty good. He just seems like a good guy. I still like him from back in the day. Did you ever hear the voicemail he left that went viral? No. Oh, he's- it's out there. You can look at it. I'm gonna right? have to. I'm right. He's no, hammered. Right I'm look he's hammered. Up. This is like okay. we're talking ten years ago, something like that. 
He's, so was he at ESPN already at this Oh, yeah, point? he was okay. at ESPN. I mean, way before he had his own show, but he was absolutely hammered. Okay. And he left a voicemail <laughs> on some girl's phone that he was fired on that night at the bar. Okay. And it's like a two-minute rambling oh, on no. him. Yeah. And then she put it out there, and then it went viral. <laughs> so I've always kind of liked because it actually kind of endeared, endeared him to me. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he was just Humanizes him. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I love his bad beats on his show, too. I don't know if you ever watched that, but it's incredible. No. <clears throat> um, but anyways... Tyler Trent was on his show a yeah. lot, like, okay. and you know, Scott Van Pelt promised he would do this and that. He came through with his promises, so obviously, sorry to horrible to lose him. Horrible, the uh, you know, a young guy's got to go through that, but it's cool at least that all those experiences he got, sure, you know, towards the end there, and got his Ohio State win in the Army All American game again. David Bell, wide receiver, four star, looked. Uh, looked good in the game, but chose Purdue over Ohio State. Yep. In that Which game. I think was a, a I think poorly was, kept secret. Yeah, it was I mean, the worst everybody. kept recruiting secret in the country, yep. probably. But Purdue has three four star wide receivers in this class alone. Insane. Oh, man. Yep. That's, uh, Again, and they're they're going, that's all about Brome. You know, they have yeah. confidence in Brome. Right. The recruiting weapon that happens when you bring a, a talented receiver in and he, you know, his first team All American like that. Right. It speaks volumes. Yeah. And that shows it right there. Yeah, so uh, Purdue's not going anywhere. They're going to be causing headaches to the rest of the West for years to come. Moving on to Wisconsin, David Edwards, offensive tackle, entering the NFL draft. So they are going to lose three starters off of that line next year. But we got one coming back. I think Baez or he's coming back. Yes, yeah, so I did not declare. I, so. I, I I do not have that written down. But they they had two seniors, and then they were losing this junior. Yeah, I mean to me. There's not much difference between Wisconsin offensive line and a Clemson defensive line. You, They're just reloading. Up. Yep. Yeah. It's still going to be one of the best offensive lines in college football. So David Edwards was a high school quarterback. They recruited him as a tight end and then converted him to a tackle. So quarterback, tight end, to tackle. Yeah. Now to, he's going to be a, the an NFL tackle. Graham Mertz, the quarterback. On, I, 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 I thought I saw his oh. name upside down from across the table. Wow. Um, We'll talk more about it when we break down the teams, but this is going to shape. He looked amazing. In he the, looked in, incredible in, in the All Star. And normally, I just say, "Well, he's a freshman. He's not going to start." You, but he was so good. When you there are certain times when a certain talent, how quick a guy is, how yep. in this case, how pretty of a ball you throw. Yeah, he he looked incredible. So this he is set right. Re- he set records in that five game touchdowns is most ever in the Army All American game. He was the MVP of the game. This is exactly what Wisconsin has been lacking. Yes, a, a quarterback. Yes. I mean, I mean, wow. I, I, like I said, we'll get into it more, but I think he's the most talented quarterback in Madison as soon as his plane lands. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, Cone and Hornibrook, you know, just we got our saying Hornibrook gonna Hornibrook. So not much see, longer. Let's see if Mertz is gonna Mertz. <laughs> okay, moving on to the Big Ten. Big Ten East. East. Here's a big one: Indiana. Mike DeBoard, offensive coordinator, retires. Yeah. And Indiana Hoosier fans cheer everywhere. How do you put retires in quotation marks? In quotations. Yeah, Yeah, he retired. Boy, this is what Indiana fans have been begging for, right? That was a late Christmas present for him. Late Christmas present. uh, Our our buddy Alex texted me. That's my Hoosier insider. And he asked, have you ever laughed hysterically and cried tears of joy at the same time? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no, I'm an Illini fan. (laughs) <laughs> well you know parts of that um, yeah um yeah this uh reminds me as an iowa fan when we finally found out that greg davis was was hanging it up when he quote unquote yeah. retired sure it, it's got the same type of feeling to it so i wonder who they're going after obviously matt canada is going to be a name out there i don't mm-hmm. know if i would 
I don't know if that's who I'd want. That wouldn't be who I'd want. No. Yeah. I, I'd want like a guy that's going to – you've got a great quarterback room. I want to take advantage of that. Harness that great talent that you have there, two four-stars. I want a guy who's – But a good young running back, too. So you well, that's use true. That kid. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And I think – you know, I have to ch- recheck the notes, but their offensive line was actually pretty young this year. It was kind of a rebuild. Are you sure? Old. I thought it was the other way around. I thought they had a veteran line. Okay, might be I'm not sure, through, but the fact of the matter is they've got they've got parts to work with. You yeah. expect? I mean, you would expect the offense to look a little bit better next. Well, I guess year. I just want a, an, a coordinator that's going to air it out a little bit. Yeah, more consistent. Yeah, offense. at least throw to the first down marker, not Correct. five yards short of the first down marker. Again, another Greg Davis staple. Oh, was it? Which. Could be one of the most frustrating things in all of watching football when that happens. When yeah. the team you're cheering for throws a six-yard pass on a third and eight. You know, Indiana fans complain about it nonstop, and anytime I'd watch an Indiana game, it, happens. it, it happened all the time. 100%. All the time. Just because fans complain about something doesn't mean it's not true. Right. In fact, no. I think a lot of times it's probably the opposite. It probably is true. So Kane Womack is now going to be the defensive coordinator who succeeds Tom Allen as that role. So Tom Allen fired himself as the defensive coordinator. Okay. Yeah. Kane Womack is the official official DC now. So so the the boob is officially He's the just CEO. a CEO. Yeah. Okay. He has graduated to Usually CEO a pretty level. Good move. Yeah, I think so. Maryland, Elijah Brooks is hired as um he's he's going to be on staff, they haven't given him a title yet, but he was the head coach of DeMatha High School. Have you heard of DeMatha? Mm-hmm. It's just a recruiting giant bad, yep. in, in Washington, D.C. So I think that's a great move by Loxley right there. He's going to secure down the D.C. area with that hire as far as recruiting. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback from Alabama, flirting, visited flirting. with Maryland. And, of course, Loxley was his his offensive coordinator in Tuscaloosa. So we'll see. Maybe we'll, we'll get a Jalen It would Hurts not sighting. surprise me at all to see Jalen Hurts wind up in Maryland. Yeah, I mean, he's got that relationship. Why not? And not to go too deep dive on Jalen Hurts, because I feel like you can you can get that in any, you know, national podcast. Right. But I I think he got a little bit better with the forward pass some at some point this year. With that being said, if this was a Madden Raiden, his arm and accuracy would be like a 75 you know right it's okay it's just it's not that he's got great. a strong arm he throws a nice looking ball he's just not very accurate he's not very and doesn't accurate. make the greatest decisions either and point being you're not going to run like i've seen i've seen uh transfer portal we should have like some sort of like sound effect for that but we, yeah we need one um where he winds up in oklahoma and it's like what? That's, no, that's insane. That make, that's not yeah. the offense he's in going fact, to. Who was it? Maybe Tom Fernelli put out a list of of potential places he could transfer to, and like eighty percent of them. I'm like, that, not, that doesn't make any sense at all. And Tom Fernelli, I love that guy. Yeah, he's great on Twitter, but I think probably to a certain degree, you're just looking at bigger name schools that have a quarterback opening. But yeah, he, but there, he's got to fit in. Right. The, there's more to it than right. that. Um, point I'm trying to make is, I think that actually helps Maryland out. Yeah. Because I think so too. What Loxley is Maryland going, makes sense. What Loxley is going to tell him is A, I know you. B, yeah. I know your game. And C, you come to Maryland, we are going to move Showcase things you. around yeah. to make You're our gonna offense be, go around you. Right. I, exactly. I don't think you can say that with every single place that he's he's gonna go. Especially no, if it's a new Coach and, and and I know Loxley's new in his spot, but other places, but, if if it's like a second or maybe third year coach, they don't want to go change their offense right now. Like, no, 
and then, Maryland can do that. Then he, he's flirting with Miami too. I guess he visited Miami, but who knows? That makes a little bit more sense. It does, me. but I don't even know what what system they're going to be running. You, you, you know? Die. Yeah. So anyway, maybe we'll see Jalen Hurts in the yeah. in the Big Ten East next year. Yeah. Okay, Michigan. Oof. Wow. This could be its own page. Yeah, so they lose Greg Madison, defensive line coach. He's headed to Ohio State of all places. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who, where you – like, this is uh, inner office uh, transferring here. I don't know where – it's going to be tough not to talk about Ohio State when we're talking about some of these these changes with Michigan. Exactly, uh, because, let's see, they they also get Al Washington, linebacker's coach – is is also going to Ohio State. Yeah. So two of their defensive assistant coaches will now be at with that team up north. So or sorry, no. The team the leaving right. the team yeah. up north, going to the team down south. Yeah, we'll better watch it. Yeah. We'll lose uh listeners right, <laughs> right from that mistake. Um Greg Madison, I'm assuming that's a name I've known for years and years. Yep. I'm assuming you have too. Um his son Brian Madison was really good defensive lineman for Iowa. Really good Dude, from everything that I can, mm-hmm. you know, I've, and I've by heard. the way, the players were not happy about this. No, because everybody loves that guy. Right. Um, there's something about defensive line coaches. I swear, you could go across teams, and the D line coach is either the most hated or most loved guy on the team. I just that's a that's a conspiracy well, theory that, I'm working on, but it applies to my high school team. We loved uh, our defensive line coach. Yeah, because they're usually crazy. They just he was crazy. To, yep. That's that's a prerequisite. Special teams coordinator, and none of us knew, deep- but we all assumed he came out of jail before he was <laughs> coaching. I I think it's one of those positions you can apply for after after leaving yeah. jail. Um, but I think with in his case, he just is such a a well liked guy. Yeah. Um, I guess to me, that's why it surprises me. I know that you would leave Michigan, and, and he's not a he's not a spring chicken here either. So when you go from being the D line coach. To being a, a defensive coordinator, yeah, I mean, I, I, I tip. I mean, you're, obviously, your workload and everything and stress is going to go up. Mm-hmm. Typically, they they want a defensive coordinator to be a guy that's heavy into recruiting. You know, yeah. they definitely want somebody that's going to have a say. I don't know. I just uh, it 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 blows my mind. It, it does not look good for khaki pants because it looks like no, it doesn't. I mean, it looks like a couple guys are trying to get away from him. Uh, yeah, and, and Al Washington kind of makes sense because he's from Columbus. His dad played at Ohio State, but the the Madison. So, thing, when I saw his background, I'm like, oh, okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. So then they added Anthony Campanilli from Boston College to their defensive staff. Have not given him a role as of yet, or at least haven't named it. To the NFL, they're losing Devin Bush, Rashawn Gary, Zach Gentry, and David Long. Yeah, wow, it's it's not going to be the same Michigan team next year. It doesn't no, look like. a lot of things are going to look different. Yep, but I wonder if they're still going to employ a. Man to man only across the board. Oh boy, scheme is going to be. They got to loosen that up a little bit, don't they? Yeah, you would think so. Wonder if the new coaches would possibly change that. But okay, moving on to Sparty. L.J. Scott will forego his eighth season and go to the NFL. <laughs> God, I wish he would come back. <laughs> I mean, he he would have the all time. How many years was he actually at his college record? Yeah. Because it, it would have seemed like his seriously, it seemed like it would have seemed like his seventh year. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a six. I cannot believe he had an option to come back again. Yeah, yeah. isn't that crazy? <laughs> uh, Kenny Willickis, though, the defensive end is staying for his senior yeah, year. Yeah, that was big. He was yeah. huge this year. Oh my god, he was yeah. so good. Oh, in fact, in fact, I gotta, I gotta power up the uh, the phone here to to finish this off. So Mark D'Antonio. Quote, we're going to shake up the offensive side of things. Brad Salem. So these are all internal moves. These are not new coaches. Brad Salem moving to OC slash running backs. 
Dave Warner to quarterbacks, Jim Bowman to offensive line, Mark Statton to tight ends slash special teams, Don Treadwell to wide receivers. So basically everyone on the offensive side changed position. And then, oh, Terry Samuel, this on the defensive side, will assist Paul Haynes with defensive backs. And then Tressel has been elevated to assistant head coach on the defensive side. So I think all of us as humans, we tend to view things through – our own lens. In fact, I heard a I heard a good quote this week. Uh, I might not be much, but I'm all I ever think about. Okay. Anyway, so from my point of view, um, this happened to me when I was at Iowa. Um, yeah. Disappointing 1997 mm-hmm. season, which led to coaching changes. That I saw the Hawks play in '97. Yeah, it did. Very talented. Not they quite. won. Yeah. Uh, team was better than the record type yeah. of deal. Anyways, so. Coach Fry made changes, and essentially the changes were keeping a lot of the same guys on staff, but just switching them around. And was it a Chuck? Like the the biggest one that people kind of understood, but Chuck Long was our defensive back coach. He was an amazing defensive back coach. Was he? He was phenomenal. He okay, knew exactly what quarterbacks wanted sure. to do, and yeah. he made it difficult to happen. Plus, I was just a great human being. I love right. that man. So they made him. They switched him over the offense. Hmm. You know, crappy running back coach came to D back, and anyways, oh, long yeah, story short, story. like things yeah. got moved around, and it it didn't. So work. What, what, and and you and in in both cases, you got a certainly amazing coach. Probably in both cases, you could make a case the best coach at each at, one of those at each schools. School. Sure. But getting towards the end of the rope, I got to be honest, that's kind of what it feels like. So you right think here. it's like kind of an act of desperation, like when it, when it happened with you at Iowa, did it? Did it feel like an I don't remember it feeling like that. Um, I just remember being ticked off that you were losing the, your coach. the D-back coach that I had, and then the one that I was getting in. But um, um, in this case, I it it reeks of a uh, coach that's long in the tooth. Yeah, that wants still wants things to be done his way. Right. But doesn't have the I don't know how to say it I don't know what word but just does well, not want to make the wholesale changes needed to make the. Well, I was going to say maybe it's better. being loyal to a fault. Like there, they were atrocious on offense. Maybe it's time to clean house and get some new guys in there. And he didn't. And maybe he thinks that looks like desperation if he maybe, does that. Yeah. But I, I, you know, what do we know? But my gut feeling is. Michigan State will still have a subpar offense next year. Well, it can't be worse than it was. No, that's 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 so for sure. there's only one way to go. Yep. Moving on to the Ohio State University, Mike Yurkich, quarterback and passing game um, coach, has been elevated to offensive coordinator under Ryan Day. Greg Schiano is quote retiring. Uh, Alex Grinch has moved to Oklahoma to become their defensive coordinator. As we know, Dwayne Haskins, Paris Campbell, both moving on to the NFL. Yep. Um, and we talked about the the changes from Michigan already. Yeah, I uh, very interested on the defensive side of the ball. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like um, what I what Definitely always time. what always interests me. Another conspiracy theory, as far as that applies to coaching staffs, but I don't think I'm going too far out, you know, on a limb with this one is. A lot of times the offensive guys and defensive guys on a staff maybe maybe don't love each other all that much. There's sure. a little bit of friction there. I mean, you, you are well, the, competing against yeah, each other in camp and absolutely. to a certain degree in practices a lot. Um, Certainly a rivalry there, there. There is. There's, yeah. there's always a little in-house rivalry yep. there. Then 
the offensive coordinator becomes the chosen one is now the head coach. Right. Sometimes I wonder in that case mm. where he harbors sure. feelings Some resentment towards. And so I think a lot of times what you would see is if a D corner guy um, elevated, there would be a lot of changes on the offensive sure. staff. Obviously this is the, the adverse side where the offensive coordinator gets elevated and he's, and he's going to make a lot of changes on the defense. With that being said, it had to happen. There wasn't a, there was yeah. not very good defense being played no. in Columbus. They needed to make some changes. And then, I mean, the, I'm assuming you're holding the biggest nugget for Ohio state last year. And uh, uh, what am I missing? <laughs> Justin Fields coming. Oh, in well, that's play. true. So Justin Fields is transferring in. From, um, uh, from Georgia. Yeah. And Tate Martell is transferring out. I, I missed both of those. So sleep at the wheel here. I, I kind of took a deep dive real quick a couple days ago on, on Tate Martell. I, yep. I wish I could give credit to who I read, but basically it was somebody saying, I've never really thought Tate Martell was that much of a huge talent. Yeah. Uh, great teammate to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, okay. Well, and, 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 and I don't remember this guy. He wasn't. A, I don't believe he had Buckeye ties. So, are you sure it wasn't Bill King? Because Bill King, when Tate Martell committed to Ohio State, he just kind of scoffed at. it. He's like, "Well, he'll yeah. be transferring in a couple of years." Yeah. Um, so I guess that's. We'll just see how that plays out. West Virginia. I know he's visiting West Virginia. I think just this this weekend. And there's Miami. A other Miami. There's talk yeah. about Miami too. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's. One of the reasons, apparently, that, now this is this was from Dave Wisnowski from Chicago Tribune. I don't know how much truth there is to this, but one of the reasons Jeff Thomas is considering going back to Miami is Tate Martell. Okay. If Tate does end up at Miami, he thinks that he'll have a better chance getting the ball as opposed to the younger Illini quarterbacks thrown on the wall. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that leads, leads us to Justin Fields. Um, yes. Who's one of the highest rated quarterbacks I mean, the, in the the, the people, recruiting people era? People thought it was tomato tomato on who was the best quarterback in the that year's class: Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Right, correct. Um, so I took a mini deep dive with Justin sure. Fields too. <laughs> he's he's thoroughly he's amazingly talented. Yes, he is. He, he is he like okay? I remember reading a quote from a long time ago. That I think it was either I think it was either Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker or something like that. Okay. And you know, so that was the eighties and the coach at the time said, Son, in the future, these guys are gonna be playing quarterback. That was really that was what yeah, so this is that's a you know, thirty some year old quote. Wow, that's pretty cool. I How think prophetic. Justin Field right. I think Justin Fields is that type He's of that guy. Dude. Yeah. Like I he think would have been he, a running back or a wide receiver. Any position he wanted to play, but he could throw the ball. This is oh, this is a guy that can do both. And if he was transferring anywhere but Ohio State, I would say he doesn't have a chance at this waiver. But because it's a blue blood, I think there's a good chance he plays next year. I think there's a little bit of facetiousness that you are offering up with that. No, with, I think that makes a big difference. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Like Shea Patterson, he shouldn't play this year. Right. The point you're trying to make is a blue blood program will figure out a way to get a nod. I don't know give. that they have to figure it out. It's just the NCAA is going to be more likely to give yeah. them a waiver than anybody else. I I feel very confident Justin Fields will be. Playing He's going to be playing yeah. next year. Um, there, yeah. but that's I gonna, don't think the NCAA is on the strongest foundation right now. Right. on how they're viewed in general, let Correct. alone like how they treat student athletes. They're going to be giving out waivers a lot more liberally Correct. than they have been in the past. So let's think about this: if Justin Fields gets a waiver to play at Ohio State this year. 
How can you deny Luke Ford playing at Illinois this year? Both transferred from Georgia. Both they were will, true freshmen. All they have to do, all they have to do, is just a little bit of due diligence and have some sort of story to tell on why. Yeah, that's it. That's all they need. And they both have a story. Sure. I'm not sure I buy either one but of them. But it shades of gray. There's no. Right. We don't know of any black and white things that happen. Right. It's it's it it kind of like the college football playoff committee. They they put a ranking out and right. then they can change up their explanation with it every yeah. week. It's the same thing with, yeah, with the transfer portal and these. So moving on to Penn State. Oof. They got they got transfer portal <laughs> killed. I don't know. <laughs> they got their ass portaled right out yeah. of the Big Ten East almost. Uh Dave Corley, let's start there. Not as bad news. Wide receiver coach got fired. That needed to happen. Wide drops. receivers were drops. well. It was drops. It just they were underperforming all year long. I had a caller come in, a, a Penn State caller that I heard on a radio show called in and goes, "Do position coaches really make any difference with the players?" What? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, they do. Kind of. Yeah, a if, little. If a really good position coach coached and a really bad one. I'm gonna take a shot that the really good position coach would do better. If with you hire Big Kurt as your next wide receiver coach, I guarantee you they're not getting better. I mean, I would put you somewhere in the middle. You know, I did have really I, good I, hands. I will say that about okay. myself. Nice, yeah, nice. yeah. They look soft. They look like yeah, soft, yeah, David. supple. Uh, okay, Miles Sanders, running back, declares for the NFL. As far as transfers, they've got Juwan Johnson, wide receiver. He was one of their go-to guys God. this year. Uh, Brandon Polk, another wide receiver. Two defensive backs. Um, a handful of other guys. They are losing a ton of talent. Um, any Iowa fan, and of knows course Trace McSorley's graduating. Gone, this is right. a different team next year. I mean, any Iowa fan knows what Juwan Johnson can do. He yes, right. Routes out two years ago, but that wasn't the only big catch that dude made. He no, made, he was they, very productive. He was their go-to guy, especially yep. in the red zone. Um, very interested to see where that guy winds up. Um, I wonder. I mean, there was a little bit of flirting and things that you heard about Franklin moving on. Yeah. I I wonder if some of that is echoing through the Penn State locker room where players feel like they're playing for a coach that's not going to be there very much. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, so they, they did have a good recruiting and, and, and class. And another thing, but, too, yeah. is back to James Franklin, but yep. the, the comments that he made after the Ohio State game. Okay, I'm going back a little bit. Remind here. me. But basically he said – Oh, really good isn't good enough. They're not going to be but elite, good up, or, yeah. you know, and just like, yeah, was that a really big loss for Penn State is what I'm saying. Like, did did they kind of somewhat have, you know, did the factions inside the locker room happen? There? I'm, I'm kind of conspiracy theorying this, but I don't think it's crazy. To, well, to, and, and I'm not going to say that the that things that it's a disaster, that it's a, a dumpster fire, but it's it's not been a pretty end of the season to off season for Penn State right no, now. It's no. uh, th they've got some things. But to the, work I mean, on. the the team showed improvement in the second half of the season, but the bowl game through this and yeah, yeah, it's it's a shame. So uh, we'll see about next year. I, I think their defense is going to be just fine, but I'm I'm curious to see what happens on offense Last for them next year. Any Here we category. go. <laughs> Rutgers, they have an offensive line coach opening, A.J. Blazek. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, I played with him in Iowa. You you did play with him? I, yeah. Okay, he was a center, right? Yes. Yeah, he uh, moved on to North Dakota State, of all places. To 
uh, I'm not sure what offensive position. Coordinator. He, probably offensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah. Wow. Good for AJ. Good yeah. Dude. Good dude. Yeah. How about that? Cheery. A cheery man. Was he? Yes. Okay. Cheery fellow. And let's see. He had uh, stints at Wisconsin and Minnesota. Uh, so, uh, Big Ten guy through and through. But, um, oh, I'm sorry. No. Uh, uh, a potential guy that could fill that had uh, stints at Wisconsin and Minnesota. Bart Miller from Ohio. They're okay. talking about uh, he's the offensive line coach right now at Ohio. Could be moving over to the Rutgers staff. There you go. So, so that's that, it. that concludes housekeeping. That's the mega housekeeping item. I'm going to go ahead and refresh Twitter one more time. We've been talking for a half hour here. Yeah, let's see if Hawkinson is still sticking around. I don't I think see, he's I going don't to see be. anything. No. Yeah. Um, I think we see him in black and gold next year and not with the Steelers. Half of the Hawkeye Twitter insiders say he's already uh, – uh, withdrawal from classes. The other half said oh, he's already right. had a one-on-one meeting with Kirk, Kirk Ferentz okay. to say, I want to be a leader on this team and win. A What's Dr. Min saying? They have been mute. The okay. one thing I would say is before all this went through, uh, Dr. Min Morehouse, just good dudes. Um, they both said, be happy to get one back. Yeah. Out of the four. Oh, sure. And when I heard that, I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. This, this cannot be good. But, but yeah, I mean, again, I just, I know we kind of talked on it already before, but I don't enjoy this. I I mean, the, all the all the transfers and all the no, I don't either the changes. Um, I do understand when somebody is saying, "How can coaches just move and do what they want?" Where the players are stuck, and it's hard for me to get past that. I understand. Yeah, that. I know it. It's hard for me too. But it, it, you're talking about two different. It's comparing apples to oranges to me. A little bit. I, I, I just, in general, all of this is leading to the uneasiness of how much this has become a million-dollar industry yeah. as opposed to the college football that guys my that we age, knew certainly older, up, even, sure. even guys yeah. younger than us when have transfers gotten, you know, rarely but is that Do you not have that feeling like kind of in the bottom part of your gut when you see this all the time? Sure. I mean, it's every year now we, we're going to have to start calling this free agency season, right? For real. January is pretty much free agent season. Yeah, in that's what college football. That's now. what it's turned out to be. There'll yeah. be there'll be secondary um, rules and stuff like they'll 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 try to corral this or do something. I think the NCAA it. is going to have to do something this off season to to put some definitive rules on these transfers. They're probably going to loosen it up, but there's you you can't just let uh, uh, you know Jimmy. Okay, he can transfer and play right away, but Joe, not he's he going to have to sit out. We're right. going to have to get some really concrete rules i i agree make it simple um another thing to throw out there too is uh there was like some sort of official meeting um where the 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 minds that be for the college football playoff committee met and they released a statement saying that yep there's no changes right that are happening right now Mm -hmm. um but yet they left the door open to say but the conversation is ongoing so It seemed like it was like going mega speed towards for, the eight game, r- right? It was. It, at I one think point. it it seems to have slowed. It's backed off. I think because because you had two teams that are so much better than everyone else. I think the general public has has backed off that idea because everybody does not have the ability to look any further than two inches in front of their nose, correct? And they just assume that Clemson and Alabama are two teams are going to be the only two good teams, right? Moving forward forever. Yes. I mean, the more things change, the more things stay the same. I, what's going to happen is all of a sudden 
maybe not maybe not next year because Tua and Trevor Lawrence are both back. But then all of a sudden there's there's going to be a four team playoff be, where all three games are right. going to be amazing, and people are going to say, "Wow, we might be at the right." I think Long story it's, short, we need more time. It's going to swing back. Setting. I think it's going to swing back where there's going to be more teams that have the capability of winning it. Yeah, I, I think. think. So. Yeah, I hope but, so. So every tell me if it's the same for you. Every time I bump into somebody, like just casual conversation. You, you know, not as big of a college football fan as me most of the time, but every one of them brings up that they want an 18 playoff. Every single person's a casual follower. Yes, I can actually college football. confirm this. And I just um, stay quiet. I just don't even say anything. No, I, I don't. I don't have the ability to stay quiet once I start talking about college football. Yeah. In fact, um, had a a my company has a big sales meeting where everybody gets together. We bring in a ton of uh, vendors that come from out, you know, outside of of the Upper Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the funny thing was, is there was a couple guys from Arizona, a couple guys from uh, New Orleans, a couple guys from Florida. Yeah, and they all came to Minnesota during the two coldest days that we've right. had yeah. since last winter, which was yep. hilarious. Just watching them. Um, but two of them were. Uh, they were both LSU guys, okay. and I need to get to know them. How obnoxious were they? They're great guys. Okay, but but when it came to LSU football, they were actually On a scale of what, one to ten. Ten being the most. The part obnoxious. that the part that uh, I couldn't hold my lip, and then um, they they were like, "It's bullshit." Georgia wasn't in. Oh California. god! I go. They got two losses. I'm like, who are you pulling out? <laughs> right. And, you know. And what was their answer? They're like, uh, well, they, just, they don't know. No, they, didn't they don't know. know. They just knew that Georgia should be in. Right. That. That's a nice little synopsis, I believe. Yeah. And then um, it was it was the day after the college football playoff, and I said, "Be honest, okay. who did who did you cheer for?" The one guy was like, "Bama, a meet immediately." Okay. And the other guy's like, "Yeah, I didn't really know, but going, but after the game started, I I, I found myself pr- pulling for Bama." See, but I'm kind of okay. And, with and that, I like- and I said, "When do you get your Alabama national championship participation patch?" Right. In the mail. Okay, but let me let me counter that. If Ohio State was playing, would you be cheering for them? I'd be cheering for Ohio State if yeah. they were in the championship game. Yeah. I understand that. I I do get that side of it, but the whole we factor when it comes to winning. Sure. There are no Big Ten channers that go that no, far. The, it, Big it. Ten is not a coattail riding conference. We we don't Illinois has never claimed a national championship that Ohio State won. Right. Yeah. But all right. I digress. That's all I got for housekeeping, okay. man. We're uh to our listeners, first of all, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, please keep uh, read, rate, and review. And obviously, the biggest thing is Share. sharing. Um, I don't know if we have a 100% set agenda when we're going to record. To be completely honest with you, it's been way more revolving around Big Kurt and Jeffrey yeah. Drake's schedule because right. we both traveled this week. Um, I would say, in general, maybe we could try to get one out by sunday it's it's a thursday through sunday window that's when we're going to be recording to, that we're trying to get it yeah out that yeah. works for us because so once a week uh maybe every now and then it'll be twice once a every, month yeah once every two weeks yeah or we'll occasionally see. we'll put an extra one in there maybe yep we'll we're see. gonna do our best because we want to make sure we're still giving people college football uh, big 10 stuff to listen to that's but, right you know we podcasting can gold as we call it gold gold Jerry, gold, gold. Jerry. All right, that's all I got. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.